1: Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
0: Hello, Cheeseheads. Welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room podcast. This is Franco, your host for today. Ah, sadly, I'm talking about another loss, a 3-0 defeat to Chelsea, really kind of brought us back down to earth if last week's result didn't, today certainly did, and also another sad event today, the the passing of Tottenham legend and great Jimmy Greaves, so all round it's been a bit of a shit day for most of us, but stick with it, we're going to try and cheer you up um, and and talk through the game and see what positives we can find. Joining me, as always from Vienna, is the Harlow Glow Trotter, how are you doing, HG?
1: I'm I'm good. I'm, to be honest, I'd become positive because I just watched my NFL team win. And then you brought up Greaves, and I'd forgotten about that. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, yes, I'm fine. Vienna's still Vienna. Life is still good, and I'm great to be on the pod. Top stuff.
0: Also joining a fairly long term absentee all the way from Boston is uh, Aviva Summers. How are you doing, Aviva?
2: First of all, terrible accent, but, you know, props for trying. I'm doing well. Um, I was doing. Better yesterday. My team in the MLS is top of the league in the whole country, so at least they're making me happy. But yeah, not a great day for Spurs.
0: No, definitely not. Right, as always, we'll crack in with the lineup. Oh, HG, when you saw it today, you must have been surprised at the attacking intent that was on display on the pitch. Lots of uh, attacking players in the lineup, and I don't know, generally it looked like we were going to go for it.
1: I was surprised because it was almost the eleven that I wanted to see—the eleven that I talked about on our YouTube on Friday night, or even on the pod with with Brendan the one before. I just I wanted to see passes in midfield, and we knew Dombele would be fit. We knew Lissoso would probably be fit, so I was surprised to see them both start. But it was pretty much what I wanted to see. The only change I would have made was was I, I wouldn't have played Delhi, and I'd had, had a third centre back. But uh, I, I thought we were in a perfect not only a perfect position to give it a go, but we were actually giving ourselves a pretty good shot of getting something from the game.
0: Um, Aviva, were you slightly surprised that we weren't a bit more defensive? A lot of people were scared that we were going to be parking the bus. It was going to be similar to the Man City game.
2: Well, first of all, I think I was shocked to see that that Dyer and Sun were both back. So I think that was my first, you know, inclination to think about. Um, So to see that, I'm like, okay, so we are going to play attacking. Um, Seeing their midfield, I'm like, okay, we're going to try to, uh, try to take control of the midfield. Um, the defence, uh, I don't think Dyer was ready to come back yet. I saw his his thigh still wrapped up. Um, maybe Sanchez would have been a bit more stronger in that back four.
0: Yeah. And actually when the game itself started off, it was pretty bright for the first 10 to 15 minutes, wasn't it? We were high energy, closing down at the top of the pitch. Um, not letting Chelsea really have much time on the ball, let alone, you know, make passes, intercepting lots of stuff. It
1: was all very positive, wasn't it? Yeah, and to be fair, I thought it was like that for most of the first half, if not all of it. I think that Mm. the first half, like Chelsea may not have been at their best, um, but we were playing pretty much at the same level as them. It was a pretty even contest. I think both sides had opportunities to have shots that they just didn't take. So Chelsea had a couple of, you know, I think Havertz had a wild air shot when he could have done better and obviously Reggion had his moment of of madness by not shooting but I think in that really in that first 45 minutes it was a pretty even game and Spurs did actually very well probably the best 45 minutes we've seen from Spurs this season it's certainly from what I can remember
0: yeah no it was really good I just I think the issue is we didn't create too many chances out of it did we Viva there was there was sort of lots of positive play like we were sharp on the ball there was lots of one touch passing we looked Mm -hmm. fairly good but for me it was just that final ball to actually create an opportunity again
2: yeah we weren't really being clinical um at all and um it was a shame obviously to see harry not really playing um as advanced as we'd like to see him play, but mm. you know he also didn't really seem like he was on it as well, which is a shame because it is a big game against Chelsea, and with you know obviously we mentioned the the sad news of, of the passing of Jimmy Greaves against another one of his former clubs. there was a lot on the line here for you know the the ethos of the fans um and yeah. I just we didn't we didn't really step up to the plate.
0: No, I'd agree with that. We'll talk about that quickly, HD. What did you think about the the Kane and Son sort of switch where you know, Kane was basically on the left, wasn't he? And, and Son, um, presumably, was, was put in the middle to go against Thiago. But we just never really created that one on one situation, did we?
1: We didn't. I, I do remember one time in the first half where Son, I think, had it out wide and was running towards whoever the, the left sided centre back was. It may have been Thiago who'd gone across with him. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I honestly thought that the entire midfield and attacking area, we were pretty much fluid. There were times mm-hmm. when Kane was the furthest forward. We all know that Kane likes to drop back, um, but Son was down the wing sometimes. He he was more central than usual. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, yeah. Dombele would sometimes be down the left and the Celso was popping up all over the pitch. And I, I just thought that it was similar to, I think we saw it at the, the Passos game when we played them at home. We had lots of movement in front of the ball it was something similar against Chelsea. So, I mean, I was really encouraged. I just felt that when we did have those half opportunities to really get a shot away, we didn't test Kepa. And Kepa's their second-choice goalkeeper for a reason. I just thought it would have been the perfect time to actually to test him with a few long ranges even early on. To, there, there was one occasion, I think, the ball was played back to Kepa. Yeah. And he just took his time and Son didn't really go full throttle, didn't throw himself at the ball to try and block the kick. And I think had he done that, he m- may well have blocked it. So I just think for for Spurs, it was almost like the mentality was there. We pressed high up the pitch. We, 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 pressurised them into mistakes. They made those mistakes. And then when we had the opportunity to take advantage, we tried to find an extra pass. That, to me, was the frustrating part. The rest of the first half, frankly, I thought was, as I said before, I thought we were pretty good. I think Dye did really well against Lukaku. Romero was striding forward with the ball. I think people looked quite comfortable. When Romero went forward, Hojbjerg dropped back. Sometimes Delhi felt like he was in a back four. I just thought that... if that's what you want Spurs to be, yeah. there were really good signs of progress in that first 45 minutes. We just, we basically just crapped ourselves in front of the yeah. goal. And that, that's the frustrating part because we, we could have we could have gone in one go up. I've no doubt about that. We really could have.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, there was a chance, I forget, it was probably Reggie going across and he put the, the put a ball across and it was a really bad clearance and it came straight to Lo Celso, just stuck his right leg out. And if he'd just lashed through it, it would have gone, you know, he was like two yards off goal, but he seemed to just shank it <laughs> and it went, he needed to it for Spurs. I was just thinking, oh, just little opportunities like that. But I think the best one, of Aviva, was when Reggie got sent through. Is was the one time he, yeah. he just, yeah, you know, he waited his run, didn't he, on the halfway line, so he was onside, made it through. But he kind of looked across, then took another yeah. two steps and put it across, and by then the gap had changed and he just needed to put it a bit further across. But in that situation, would you prefer he shoots?
3: Uh, yeah, I would because any other attacking player right, in that game of, of ours would have done would have shot. If 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 Sun had the ball where he had it, Sun would have gone straight for goal. If Kane had it, he yeah. would have gone even closer than goal. But you know, it's not Reggie's. You know, it's not his instinct. Obviously, as as a left back, um, but I think what we need we need players to feel confident to take chances like that. Look, Marcus mm. Alonso, I remember a few seasons ago was scoring from that left back position. Um, And so we know Reggie can do it, but he needs to just feel he he felt he seemed a bit like inhibited. Um, I think he probably would have had a chance if he had taken the shot. Um, If he was going to cross it, the cross had to have been better. It wasn't the best of crosses. I think he could have, I don't know, just lifted it a bit more. Um, Mm, But yeah, that's the thing we need. We need our players to trust themselves in what they're about to do. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to get situations like that where it just, you know, a, a chance is wasted.
0: Yeah. And we need to just be clinical in those situations. I agree. Um, I mean, Chelsea had chances too, there, didn't they, actually? But they were fairly wasteful too. And But do you think at half-time that 0-0 was a fair representation of the football we'd seen?
1: Yeah as i said right at the start like i think that we we matched chelsea you could sit here and say that chelsea didn't play particularly well in the first half but i think that was mostly because we we didn't allow them to we all know really? that that tuchel likes to have control of games he likes to even with the three center halves and the two that sit deep in midfield like it is all about control and and they they didn't have it in that first half they didn't have it there was a a stat that came up on my screen pretty early on it was the the, the newfangled expected threat um, I don't really know how I don't really know how they how how they calculated this, but it was this idea that, all, that in the previous ten minutes, most of the threat had come from Spurs. So it wasn't it wasn't all a possession right. thing. It was just that you know we'd had the ball and we'd done stuff with it, and and Chelsea, even though there were a couple of occasions where they where they broke through the lines and you had Mount or Havertz running through, even you know they made the same mistakes that we did. They they couldn't quite get the shot away. There was one where I think it, it Mount was supposed to pass it back towards the onrushing player and it was just behind him. But, yeah, nil-nil after uh, after 45 minutes, I I was pretty happy with what I'd seen. Um, I I commented in our little Slack group that, you know, we need to score before Kante comes on, not knowing that he was (laughs) about to come on. Um, That that, that annoyed me. But I just thought that, you know, I I still think that Jorginho is the type of player that when things are going well, he looks great. But when they're not, you can get at him. I I, I think in the first half, we proved it. We had La Celso, Dombele, Deli, Hojbjerg. I mean, they were all in and around that midfield area. We had the numbers and we had control. And so, yeah, and if Kane's dropping back as well, suddenly you've got a significant amount. And we've we've seen in previous games against Chelsea that they've done that. And it's Havertz and Mount dropping back and they had the numbers. So it was just a case of, okay, we're we're playing Chelsea at their game and we're doing pretty well at it. it. It was just a shame that they made their changes at half time and and yeah things went south from there.
0: Mm. all right well let's talk about that aviva do you think that the the change with kante you know, dropping a bit deeper than mount was obviously kind of packed that midfield do you think that was the main difference cuz i thought as well that we just didn't really seem quite as energetic as we were in the first half either
3: uh yeah for sure i think Tuchel looked at that first half and i think he said we need to take we need to regain control um and i think he did i think that kante coming on really gave Chelsea an extra buildup option to get um, to kind of negate the, our press. And then they were able to apply more pressure. And I think that's where, where our downfall was. Um, mm. And, you know, what I was saying to you guys before we started, you know, recording that, you know, when you're bringing on guys like, and you know, in, uh, N'Golo Kante as a sub, that's that's good. You want someone that you know is going to come and make a difference. Whether I'm just saying,
0: <laughs> bit, not only did bit he bit better than Harry Winks. Is that what you're saying, Aviva? Bit better than Harry Winks on I'm the just,
3: bench. Well, let the listeners, you know, make the call on that. But all I'm saying is that the guy came on to to solidify the midfield, and he also scored a goal. Um, and I'm just saying that I wouldn't bank on Winks coming off and doing anything close to the same. So you know, back to the main point of like they're just you know a, a better team than us right now at the moment in terms of what they can bring but it it was a very astute you know sub and it different, definitely changed the game.
1: Mm. I mean you, you think about it they went from a 3421 to a 352 basically. Um yeah. that that in itself is not a massive change and in theory like Lukaku and Havertz as a front two um I'm, I'm feeling quite confident about that like I'd have been a bit nervous with Werner because even with his pace you know he can do something but Havertz and Lukaku if if they if they have the service then fair enough but where's that service going to come from Alonso yeah. is always good down the left-hand side but you know as Piliqueta is much more defensive down the right so I just thought okay like we, we, we've made them make a defensive change um it was just unfortunate that they managed to score so quickly from a set piece that had nothing yeah. to do with Kante coming on. Like, the, obviously, yeah. Chelsea started the second half better than Spurs. They were more, they were on it from the word go, and and you'd like to see Spurs take charge at the start of both halves. It's not just the start of the game, but you know, we we want to be in charge of what's going on. But yeah, unfortunately, the, the set piece kind of undid everything, and like it was even noticeable when the ball went in. Like, you know, we can sit here and blame whoever it was that was supposed to be marking, uh, Tiago. Yeah. Delhi, okay. Um, but I, I I was almost just disappointed at the reaction of some of the players because I think they knew, okay, everything is much more difficult now. Like, yeah. yes, yeah. okay, that Chelsea have scored. We know Chelsea are really good. Everyone knows that. But it is still just one. And it was just from a set piece. They, they, they hadn't created this goal really from from open play. And yeah. so it was, it was a, like, a bit disappointing that some of them, uh, I, don't, I don't really know who it was. I can remember one, but I don't need to say his name. They just kind of kind of exactly. rolled, like turned their head around and kind of looked up at the sky. And it was almost like, okay, the game's over. And, and it's not at that point. So that right. was almost the most disappointing thing. But as much as Kante is a great player, um, the, the change they made was because we had done well. And we need to remember that. Yeah. They, um it, it's, it's tough to, to be positive after losing the game 3-0. But there, there was a lot in that first 45 minutes that we need to think, OK, we, we, we can do something here.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's the problem is you look at the first five minutes of the first half, we put pressure on, we had corners. I think we had a few corners and we didn't score from them. Chelsea put a bit of pressure on in the second half. They score from a corner. And that changes the complexion of the game. Like you say, Chelsea are just a very well... Oiled machine, and they can hold on to a lead. Like you look at Champions League final, perfect example. You know that th- they can just shut out a team, and I think that was. I think that's the issue is once they did that, it was kind of like, all oh, right, this is going to be tough now, and it kind of just takes the wind out of your bit. And then to score a deflected goal, um, which, like we said, we didn't really create any really great opportunities up until that point. But then the rest of the half, I just felt like we capitulated. Um, and fair enough, you don't want to blame Deddy, uh for the for the lack of header. Of, Aviva, what did you think about uh, Lo Celso today? Just in general, because he gave the ball away really cheaply for that second. You know, when they when they scored the second goal, and I just thought today he was just a bit off the pace.
2: Yeah, he definitely wasn't our most our best Argentine on the pitch today, for sure. Um, <laughs> Romero was much more composed than he was. Yeah, he didn't look very confident, uh, to be honest. And and I know that a lot of people were like gnawing at gnawing at the possibility of seeing Hoiberg and the Celso and Um and Umbele play together in a midfield, but I just don't think he contributed much to its success.
0: But he was up on the he was in the support in the Christmas tree formation, he was one of the two yeah. in support, wasn't it? So he wasn't even in the three because Delhi was back in midfield, so it wasn't actually what people wanted either,
2: exactly. So you know, and that's not even to say that if we ever do see them playing in a formation that has him more in line with the other two, that it will be any better. I just don't think he looked any. He didn't look threatening. He wasn't as creative as I thought he could be, um, and yeah, I like I said, we need more options to come on to to make the impact that he just wasn't making.
0: Yeah, and and that's part of the problem. We and Mbella, I thought played well today. Uh, he, he had some really bright. Uh, moments in the first half uh, but then didn't manage 90 minutes again and Gio goes off as well but then HG what do you think about the changes they didn't really do a huge amount did they
1: they were awful (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I was being kind yeah no they they were awful it's not because of the players who came on I mean it's not like I think Brian Hill certainly tried very hard and whoever else came on skip um yeah skip, 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 yeah. skip, skip does what skip does but the reason we were in the game in that first 45 minutes, the reason we'd done anything in an attacking sense is because we were able to keep the ball. It's because we had passes and we had runners and we had ability on the ball. Now, Brian can do lots of things, but in in the middle of the pitch, that's not his game. And and we didn't want that to be his game because we were 2-0 down. But I just think that (sighs) taking both off was idiotic. Taking one off... I could have maybe understood if you're going to bring Brian on, right? Because you want a bit more pace. You want a bit more threat in attacking areas. You want Chelsea to have to worry about something different. But to take yeah. both off, I thought, I mean, I said it in our little uh, in a little group that um, it was a training match from then on. It, it was basically Good. Chelsea would just control the game. They had yeah. three in central midfield. If we got the ball, we were looking to play it quickly, but they've got three centre-halves and none of them are slouches. I I, I just thought it was... Like, whatever we'd done well in that first four or five minutes, as much as we might sit here and say that Lo Celso could have done more and Dombelli could have done more, I think they were a massive part of why we looked good. Lo Celso, if you give him... The, if, if we played that three in midfield against a weaker side, you'll see those three players do those movements 25 yards closer to the opponent's goal. And then you'll see them create chances. I believe that. I really do. But to, to do it from where they were, you need to have runners. Like... Uh, that's why like Delhi may not have been the right choice. Or, I mean, it's tough to say no Kane because we had no one else, but you want to have, like if we had someone like Vardy or a Patson Daka or someone with pace to really worry them or two of those players, because I mean, some can do it too, then possibly. But it, it's just, I, I think today, like it, we lost three nil. And yet I'm sitting here thinking that we, we, we learned quite a lot. And I think we learned quite a lot of good stuff. There were mm-hmm. lots of positives. So I, I, I Unfortunately, to me, the substitutions that Nuno made killed the game as far as Spurs were concerned. I don't think it helped us. I think it really helped Chelsea. Not, Not that they needed it, but I certainly think that what we did, it helped them. Yeah, I right, Touching on what she just said there, Aviva, uh, Chelsea do look like the team
0: to beat this year. They've they're obviously very impressive last year, and then they bought Lukaku, and and they've got a few others added as well. That makes them a really strong outfit this season. So, what does this result tell us about the Spurs side, or that we need a few more games to really figure out where we stand?
3: Well, I think it tells us that um, we that Nuno hasn't figured out partnerships yet, and I think mm. he he alluded to this in his post match interview. With the, you know, ever since the beginning, they're trying to to find the players and the 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 partnerships that are gonna work on certain positions in the pitch, whether it is in defense or in that midfield. Um
2: we know that Sun and Kane can work, but they need it's about the players who are around them. And to HG's point, I don't think Delhi was the person. I think I was screaming out for Delhi to come off for Hill. Honestly, I think that would have been a much more effective and, and positive substitution to make. Right. Um, but I try if I can not to make any Major like assumptions about our team until at least the tenth game. I think a lot of people get wrapped up in the first few games. They're like, "Oh, we're we're gonna win. We're gonna lose. We're gonna get relegated." I think it's there still needs to be some more time to let it play out. Um, look, we 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 won our we won our first. What was it? Three. We lost yep. two. You know, it's not the end of the world. If we used to cl- complain about having terrible starts to the season, and now we're complaining even though we had a good first three games. So, I think it's still relatively too early to 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 make you know. Major calls, but I think it tells us that we're just they we haven't found our 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 groove yet, especially under Nuno. No,
0: agreed, and a massive game next weekend now. Hg.
1: Well, no, I mean this is it, but the, the fact that we've got these midweek games is good, right? So I know mm. we've got a Carling Cup game, but you know Wolves have looked pretty ropey. Let's face it, this season. I mean, I know yeah, we beat them no, probably, probably a, a little bit luckily, but still, they they don't look the best side. But with even with the Conference League games, we have opportunities to 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 find out what works. And and to decide, you know, like uh, the reason why I didn't want Delhi starting today is because I just didn't think he the, the the thing he's good at is scoring goals, and I didn't think we would be that close to to Chelsea's goal to really do that. So we needed to have a bit more maybe security at the back so we could push the backs forward. Reguil had did well, obviously, for that chance in the first half. But Royal, as much as he looked better, he was up against Alonso, and so he had to do more defending than probably. Um yeah, did. didn't, so didn't get forward. He didn't get forward much. And I don't blame him for that because as a fullback in a four, you can't really. You you just can't. Yeah. So I I just feel that like these games we have midweek, the, the, the Wolves game, yeah, look, don't get me wrong, I want to win, right? And I think that obviously everyone wants to win. But if if Bergvine and Lucas are back in the next little while, I don't know when it's gonna be, we will give we we will find out what players do actually function well together. I think I've said it before that. I always thought that Lucas and Doherty actually worked quite well together as long as Lucas stays wide, right? And I think that Dilly and Bergvine, actually, if they worked the left-hand side together, would work well, but as long as you're playing in the opponent's half of the pitch. If you're not, then there are issues, and you, you wouldn't want Dilly in that side. So it's just a question of knowing... Like if 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 we are if if we are playing in the opponent's half, we can play more creative people. We can ask more from them. But if we're not, and today we were playing probably the best team in the league, um, we, we we need to be more defensively secure. But I, I I just hope that the Arsenal game. I think what if Arsenal beat us by two, they go above us. Like you, you know, it's going to happen because that would be Spursy after you know, like three weeks ago when we were 12, what, nine points clear of them and so, like twelve goals or something stupid. And hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's not going to be easy, but the balance will be there, right? Like we will be able to, to attack against Arsenal. We will be able to win the ball in midfield against Arsenal. We don't need to to have a double pivot. We don't need to hope that Hojbjerg and Skip can keep them out. We shouldn't need to do that. We've, we've seen today that that we will have options in midfield of keeping the ball. And so that's great. I think we can trust Dombelli. I think we can trust LaCelso. We just need to pair them with players that will help them out. If if you ask those players to do lots of running around and trying to cover track runs and all the rest of it, they won't look good. That's not their game. So if Nuno really? can figure that out quickly, then then I think we'll do very well, certainly better than people are expecting. But uh, you just have to hope that, like, I don't think it's brain surgery to, to, to look at a team and think, right, we need, it's just like Harry Redknapp. Like you, you need you need wingers who can cross the ball with a bit of pace, and you need a big man up front. And you need, like, but they complement each other. You don't need to have one of each of those players to make a good team, but you need to have a bit of everything so that it works. And I, I just feel that you know we we haven't we haven't been able to see that for various reasons so far this season. And hopefully Nuno will sort it out quickly. Mm. Aviva, do you think that
0: um, the manager's been given a bit of a, a tough hand? To be fair, because. I know we've got injuries, but you looked at the bench today and he didn't really have game changers or anyone he could bring on apart from like we did Hill, and you could have maybe brought on Scarlett, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I think this was his true like induction into being a Spurs manager was this scenario. (laughs) No, honestly, think about it. I mean, starting off as well as we have this season, it was annoyingly like a given that it wasn't going to stay that way for terribly long, and it didn't. And, and, and one of the reasons was, you know, Spurs' old friend injuries. And um, it was, like I said, it was before, it's great that Son was back and, you know, Dyer and the Argentinians and uh, we back, but still like, you know, we've scored three goals and two of them have been assisted by Bergvine So
1: mm.
2: all I'm saying is if, if he's our only creative outlet right now, or was when he was playing, then that's an issue. Um, and the, like I said, the other problem is that we have only scored three goals that, The games we have won, we haven't put more. The Man City one, you know, that one's hard to score more than one in, but we could have. Um, I wonder if we'd be talking the way we are now, if we had really outscored the other teams in our three wins and not just one nils. Because right now we were, you know, we were just eking out, you know, three points and that's not how we want to see it. So when he got his injuries and I saw that on the news, I'm like, well, now he has to figure out what to do. And I think it starts to set in that although we spent money and we made transfers, you know, when certain players are out, it just reminds you that we still haven't found replacements for them that are going to make impacts right off, right, away.
1: Like, yeah. like, do you remember, it's like nine months ago, we were top of the league, right? I mean, it, it, it feels a lot longer, but nine months not, ago... Not, like
3: Literally, two weeks ago, we were top of the league.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm thinking more about when when, the team was playing actually quite well as a team and not just fluking results. Um, <laughs> mind you, wait, that may, I need to go further than 10 months. Um, but I just... Like when we were top with Mourinho and Kane was dropping deep, and we had Sun and Bergvine, right? Because Bergvine was part of that side that went on, what was it, six wins out of seven or whatever it was. We had Pacey players that would run beyond him, right? The chances yeah. that Bergvine had at Liverpool that, you know, had they gone in, we could have won that game. We could have stayed top. And who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But w- you, you need those options. So if Kane is going to be this, you know, nine and a half guy, then you have to have two pacey options to run off him son can't do it by himself I know we saw Kane and son score lots of the goals last year but we were a better team when we had a third attacker even if that third attacker didn't score we were a better team for having it so today with Lucas and Bergvine out it, it, it would have been Brian we wouldn't have had another option
3: Exactly. but it, exactly. it,
1: it was just tough to then be like okay well you know you, you, that, that means dropping Delhi, who was a massive part of our three victories but we need to figure out that that's okay. You right? can't, like, th- this idea of you never change your winning team, yeah, you can do that when you're the best team in the country, right? But even the best teams yeah. in the country actually change a few players. Liverpool don't play the same eleven every game. They would often change yeah. the three in midfield. They might keep the two centre-halves, they would keep the full-backs, and their front three is obviously extremely good, but they, 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 they do change something. And I, I just think that Spurs, yeah, when, when, when we figure that out, then we will go higher up the league. Um, Three wins out of five um, is all right. Two defeats isn't great, but um, the Arsenal game, if if we get something from that, it will be positive. Because we don't often get much from Arsenal, sadly. We really don't, especially going there. So I I just, I I want us to think, I, I do, I want us to think about the positives today. No one likes losing to Chelsea. I don't hate Chelsea as much as most. I think that is fair to say. But, Mm. They are extremely good, and we have to recognise that we are a work in progress. Nuno's been in charge for what two and a half months, three months. Is it's it's not long enough to for us to go out and beat these teams at their own game. We beat Man yeah, City yeah. because we stopped them doing what they wanted, and we took our we took our one chance pretty much. I, I I just think that I know that people want Spurs to be back where they were. I want it too, but you know. <laughs> This painful rebuild that Pochettino talked about was never going to be a six-week process for him either, and, and and we've wasted eighteen months on Mourinho. So now we have to we have to start figuring that out. We've got young players. Romero looks like a good signing. He looks like someone who could be at Spurs until he gets poached by a bigger team. But he'll he'll, he'll do well for us, right? I, I just, I yeah, I I want to be positive after today. I do because I you know yeah. we, we were fine margins away from, from being level after an hour. That's it, a fluky yeah. deflection and a set piece. 2-0 seems awful, but 0-0, nil nil, which is what it could and should have been, um, yeah, it wouldn't have been that bad at all.
0: There's your positivity, cheeseheads. On the other side of the coin, uh Caller's saying that we should have appointed Graham Potter and Nuno isn't the man. <laughs> so look out for that tomorrow. Actually, he's not even doing it on he's not even on YouTube because Cooler's got COVID. So hope you're feeling better, uh, COVID caller,
1: and you're lying in bed not drinking gin. Does it does anyone remember this? Because I've seen Caller comment about how he was on the on the Potter train. And I'm thinking anyone who was on the Potter train over the summer is someone who likes XG. And Caller doesn't. <laughs> So I I don't remember. It was me. It was me. <laughs> I don't remember calling being on it. I remember Seb being anti Potter, but I don't remember yeah. caller being pro Potter. I, I I know he likes to talk it now, but yeah, does anyone remember? Because I don't.
0: We we'll have to find a clip, but you know, I'll show you my uh, William Hill account where I wasted five pounds on Graham Potter being our manager. So there you go. Not that um, I would do that. I'm fully behind Nuno uh, for at least another game <laughs> two games
1: oh, come on! <laughs> two games
0: if we lose to Arsenal 3-0 I am not <laughs> gonna be behind no look I've said I, I don't feel like he's been given the, the best hand I really don't I think it's been a difficult start to the season we've had a multitude of problems none of which are the managers create you know creating and I just think it's been difficult for him I do worry a little bit about the lack of goals and I do worry a little bit um about the results that we've had in the last two games, but he's got the opportunity to turn it around. Midweek, Aviva, what do you think we're going to do? We've obviously got a massive game now at the weekend against the Gooners for various reasons. So do you think we'll be playing a more of a reserve team? Because we went to Ren and, and played quite a lot of first-teamers. So what do you think we're going to do midweek?
3: It's a tricky one because on one hand, you want to play a strong team and put this, this tie to rest. On the other hand... You don't want to risk players who are just coming back from injury, like Dyer or Son, um, who you definitely want one or both of them for the weekend. So it's going to be a. I'm really curious to see how he's going to balance it. Obviously, the longer we don't see Bergwijn and and Mora, meaning they're you know they're not ready yet, but I. I I, it's going to be. I I wouldn't be surprised if you play some kids. I wouldn't mind seeing Scarlett get a run out, but I definitely think we need to put the game to rest. So perhaps we'll see more of a strong attack than we will maybe defense, because attack is the best form of defense. As long as we score more more goals, <laughs> look, the away goal not counting. As long as we score more goals than them, that's all that matters, right? So, uh, yeah. So definitely Kane will start. Maybe we'll, we'll see it will be Hill. Um, Scarlett might get a run out um Rodin, you know it won't be our, our what we saw today but'll it will definitely see some pieces of it
1: what do you think I should uh I think it'll be in goal I think Roden will start I think Davies will play I think doherty will play we may have a pretty much a back four I actually think Romero will play again so um maybe that's the back four what doherty Roden Romero Sanchez, we go with a back three that, that would be fine too I, I I want to see Romero as the middle of a back three. And so if you have rode on the left of him and centres on the right with Doherty and Davies, that's fine. I'm all right with that as a back five. Mm. Midfield, Skip will play or Winks will play. I think that's... An... Lo Celso should start. And then you've got um, Brian and... and I, think, I actually think Kane will play. I think if Scarlett uh, gets a start, it will be in the Europa League game or the Conference League yeah. game against Mura. Because that is, as far as I'm concerned, before before the October internationals, that's the one where you think, okay, um, that, that's probably the weaker weakest opponent. Wolves, yeah. even if it is, you know, the Carabao, and we you know we want to win. I, I don't think Wolves will play too many of their squad players. They they need a result too. They'll they'll be looking to try and kickstart something. So yeah, I think Kane will start. Maybe Brian. Maybe I mean Delhi because Delhi De- 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 is one of those players that doesn't ever really seem to get tired. He just runs and runs and runs. So yeah. we, we, I think we've got we, we've got a good enough squad to have a good side, but it would be a lot better if if Bergwijn or Lucas was back. I, I think
0: uh, but you've not mentioned you've not mentioned Don Bele, and he seems to have worked his way back into the well, side. This
1: now. is it. Like I, 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 I'm <laughs> almost thinking like to, to me to, to me, <sighs> to me, Don, to me Don Bele is like if you went skip Don Bele and Le Celso, I'm okay with that. But I think if you were going to pick either Dombele or La Celso, I would pick La Celso. I think Dombele, if anything, could be could be kept for the Arsenal one, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I do think for the Arsenal game, we should play both of them. I think we should see the same three that we saw today. I think it's should La Celso and, and Dombele as, as a three in midfield. I'm okay with that. I, I, I want to see that progress. I think there were signs today where the three of them could progress. Um, there was a one lovely pass that Dombele played in, in the first half. Everything was in the first half. Um, and it, it was just a simple ball round the corner between the lines, but Spurs don't play those passes. Everything is side to side or very, very like horizontal, straight to the person who's ahead of you. We don't play round players. We don't play the ball into space for others to run onto, and Dombele does that all the time. And so, yeah, it, whatever we, whatever team we play against Wolves, I think it will be a, a decent one and a strong one, but I think for Scarlet he should he should wait for Mura and and the Slovenian game. I, I don't um I don't really want to see him start against against Wolves. Yeah, no, agreed.
0: All right. Uh, let me just quickly mention footballprizes.co.uk. This week no Spurs prize, but um they've got other competitions like a thousand pounds in tax-free cash, um some Apple AirPods. Don't forget, with the discount code 10CHEESE, you get a 10% discount on all of the raffle tickets on there. And there's also, you can buy a signed Arsenal Arsene Wenger shirt. So if you want to buy that and burn it, then by all means you could do that as Wait, well. You mean
1: you can just buy one? <laughs> like, you don't have to, like, enter a no, raffle? No, you'd,
0: you'd have to win it. Oh, so I suppose, okay. yeah, you are chucking money. But it's the opportunity to burn a signed Arsene Wenger shirt, you know. <laughs> that, that, that would be good.
1: I think we deserve to do that. We could go to Zurich or wherever he's based now for UEFA and burn it in front of him.
0: Even <laughs> right um also don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel um uh, we've got a special tomorrow night with uh tim vickery a uh, south american correspondent brendan's very excited that he's going to get to talk portuguese to somebody again <laughs> so get on there paul has got covid so brendan's being shipped in um so that's wicked tim vickery is a great guest and we've also got membership and all sorts on youtube so get on there subscribe to our youtube if you haven't and um and check out the content Right. HG, thanks for joining as always. Not
1: a problem. I I, I really do enjoy it. It's it's fun. Like Spurs was an awful experience today, but talking about it and, and trying to be positive is it, it, good for my soul. So I enjoyed it. Thanks.
0: Uh, Aviva, thanks for joining. Nice to speak to you after a long time.
3: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Although it wasn't one of the fun, exciting re- <laughs> reviews, but always a pleasure.
0: Well, look—you nearly got on for Palace last week, and instead you've got on for Chelsea. So neither works. Oh, gee, great. thanks.
2: Because such a difference. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. All right, cheeseheads. Um, please subscribe to all of your uh, podcast provider and all of our social channels. And until next time, come on you Spurs!
2: Come on you Spurs! Come on you Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network.